Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. A court has ruled that calling a man bald is a form of sexual harassment. Wow. It happened in the UK. A panel of judges said that using the word bald to describe someone is a form of discrimination. And they tried to connect talking about a man's baldness to talking about the size of a woman's breasts. And it's sexual since hair loss is more common among men than women. Right. This is the judges doing this. Okay. The case was about a man whose supervisor at work insulted him by calling out his baldness. The guy argued that the remarks about his appearance crossed a line. And the court ruled that they were just insults. They weren't just insults. They were harassment. Uh, for what it's worth, all three judges on the panel uh, suffer from hair loss. <laughs> they might be a little sensitive to it all. <laughs> I will say this, though. Uh, my, my brother-in-law, he lost his hair uh, very young. Like, he was, like, in his 20s when it, it went. And uh, I knew him. I've only ever, <clears throat> excuse me, I've only ever known him bald. I, I have seen photos of him when he was a teenager. And, you know, he just had very thin hair. So you could see it was going even as a teenager. And... Uh, I've been around him a long time, and I've heard endless comments about his bald head. He's now, you know, in his 50s, and it's it's whatever. But I used to feel for him because it's just something he constantly heard. Like he was constantly kind of throwing in his face. And, right. I, you know, and people would do it as, as some kind of joke. They think they're being funny. But, you know, nowadays, baldness really doesn't seem to be, as a matter of fact, for many men, it's a, it's a fashion statement. Many men shave their head. Even if they're not going bald. But there was a time when having your hair, if it started going, it was really a panic situation. Oh, yeah. And, and I've, I've seen the, uh, the, uh, the army receding in, <laughs> in certain, uh, certain parts. And, you know, and especially, what was I the other day? I was doing something and, and there was like a camera. Um, uh, I think it was hosting an event and I was on yeah. stage. And, they, and they, like, behind me, was a, a big screen, and I turned around, and I could see myself, but see just from the back perspective. You know, the patch. And I went, what the hell's happening there? <laughs> <laughs> Has nobody pointed that out? Ta- and I don't, I don't think I want people, you know, outside of my barber right. uh, and perhaps wife pointing out that, you know, <laughs> the enemy is advancing. He's attacking from the rear. <laughs> He's got me flanked right now. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, if you're continually picked on about it or sensitive to it. Yeah. Right? You know, I don't know if I, I, I liken it to, but I guess, you know, if you, you, you don't point out faults in people. It just no. Generally, that's not something you should be doing. No, and it's how we have advanced and become more mature and reasonable human beings. This, of course, was going on in the late 80s and through the 90s. Yeah, it's, and again, that time period doesn't seem all that long ago, but in reality, oh my gosh, so much has changed. Like, uh, I, I told you how I'm rewatching My Wife and Kids, which was a show that was on with Damon Wayans. It was the father, the wife, and the three kids. And uh, he was very funny in it. My boys loved it. In the early 2000s, we, we would watch it every Wednesday night. So I found it on uh, some streaming service, and I watch it now while I'm getting dinner ready. And Daniel will be upstairs, and he'll be watching some of it with me. And, man, even in the early 2000s, some of the jokes just don't fly anymore. Right, yeah. You know, there's gay references, and there's he's mocking Asians for something or in- intimidating, right. uh, impersonating their, their accent and... You go, wow, you know, the 2000s wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. And that was still acceptable then. Right. You know, 
And I, I'm, I'm glad to see the world has changed. Some would say we're way too sensitive to everything now. Right. I, I understand that, that, uh, that thought as well. But anytime now you just hear a gay joke or something from an old TV show, you just you right. cringe, you know? Yeah. And, and making fun of anybody for any physical thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get the, the, the bad feet. Uh, horrible. <laughs> I mean, disgusting. <laughs> and yet you put them out there. Well, I don't. I'm wearing closed-toed shoes. Right, yeah. You, you, unless you're in my backyard, in my, around my pool, <laughs> you won't see them. <laughs> and the only thing I got going for me is this head of hair. Right, yeah. That's it. But if, if it starts advancing. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, everything else is a disaster. Well, we're expecting maybe some rain on and off today. There was a little bit on the car when we got up this morning, and it made me realize that not only are we uh, fully into uh, late spring, I guess one summer, uh, been less than a month out now, right, when it officially lands on our lap? Or are we, uh... Uh, yeah, June 22nd, I believe. Is that what it is? Um, but So we're into spring, but we're also into uh, cushion season. This oh. is where if you... If you possess cushions, outside cushions, you know you spend the next, like, four months constantly checking the weather right. to find out if you should bring the cushions in. Should we bring the cushions in? Does it look like it's going to rain tonight? Nah, I think we'll be fine. We'll leave them out. No, I think we should bring them in. All right, I'll go get them. I fought against the cushion battle for for many Decades. a moon. Yes. <laughs> Very long time. Yeah. And I caved. You lost. And last night we left them out. And I, I, same thing. As soon as I walked out the front door, I'm like, ooh, there's a couple of drops on the crown. Cushions are wet. Uh oh, the cushions must be wet. Full panic. Yeah. It's all right. I mean, it's supposed to, I, I don't know if there's any more rain. It's an early morning shower. So, uh, once it clears out and gets hot and sticky, yeah. I'm assuming those cushions will dry at some point. Well, they are outdoor cushions, right? I think. Yes. Now, do you have an area where you store your cushions close to the sitting area? Well, and that's it. We had to buy a deck box to go next need. to it. Well, yeah. and that's it. When you when you go with the cushion furniture, you got to buy a place to store it. Although I you know people who just leave it out constantly, and I'm yeah. not, not sure how that ever dries or how you sit in it. No, and I guess well, what happens is say you get a, a rainy day like perhaps today, and then maybe you get three or four in a row that right. you know. And Mind you, I think they're there. spending a lot more than I am, so they might sure. be getting the kind that try quickly they can live through it <laughs> we had one of those deck boxes too to hold all the cushions but we ended up with so many cushions they take over our shed now that deck box just holds twigs and wood in case we want to have a fire oh i know and my my walk around is so i gotta go uh, again first world issues but to get to the shed you gotta go over gravel so i i gotta put on shoes right i gotta walk all the cushions around you go all the way around to that shed yeah. every time yeah my goodness no it's not easy right i get a lot I, I get tired i get winded i gotta lie down well you got that taj mahal of a of a of a deck with a uh, roof and everything you can't put it under there it leaks everywhere it's, it's first of all you can't put anything under there because it's still under um maintenance or it's, construction it's still under construction <laughs> paid for it three years ago haven't been able to sit on it once when you do stand on it, it leans all the cushions will slide it's gone, up it's gone from the taj mahal to pizza <laughs> I was reading over the weekend that uh, one of the trends in retirement, not that I'm thinking about it at all, but uh, the idea of living on like cruise ships. Now, uh, we heard a lot of uh, seniors, older folks, were looking at early retirement during the pandemic to avoid, of course, getting sick. 
So they were just cashing out and saying, I'm done, I'm not going to work. So a lot of teachers said, I'm not dealing with these petri dishes of kids. I'm I'm done, I'm out. Right. But then they'd flock to cruise ships, which are basically petri dishes on the ocean. Yeah, but you're not working. <laughs> no. <laughs> Very different. Uh, and I guess there's a, a, a trend for a lot of re, uh, retirees where they're stringing together back-to-back voyages and long ones like world cruises and grand cruises. These things can last over 100 days. The last one I went on, uh, pre-pandemic, uh, of course, the, but they had, um, we met a couple who had, I think they were in like their third or fourth week. Like they were doing like four or five weeks in a row. Mm. Uh, and not necessarily on that ship. They do like two weeks on that ship and then, uh, switch to another ship and do two weeks there. Like basically just all from the same port. Right. Like they'd go see different stops along the way. And, uh, you know, they kind of figured like living on it, uh, even when paying to have laundry service done and it all comes back folded and, and put into your room for you. Right. Was cheaper, you know, a couple of grand a week here or there. Yeah, they say um, if you uh, if you go cruise to cruise, you can rack up discounts. They can get the price below a hundred bucks a day. Yeah, but so I mean, you do that math over a uh, well, I guess over a month, that's even three grand. Hundred, that's three grand, and you could be paying that and more in uh, some kind of retirement well, village. But listen, when we build a, a, a any vacation package you know, from here, the flight is a big chunk of it. Right, so once right? you get there. You take that out of the equation, and and uh, or you, you drive down, yeah, right, or whatever it may be, or if you're already living down there, it really helps out. Yeah. And it's it's an all-inclusive living environment. There's a decent level of uh, medical care on these ships. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, it would seem to me at first to be a lot of effort to kind of, like, just keep booking the next one, the next one. But you're retired. What else do you got to do? Right, I guess? yeah. They got internet on these things, so you can you just find last-minute deals, that yeah. kind of thing. Hmm. Something to consider. It's interesting. The, inter- the internet on cruise ships. I was talking to someone recently who was just booking one, and that is the uh, that's where they get you sometimes. The drinks and the internet, right, right aren't aren't included with the package price. Yeah, and this is time. why I've never taken a cruise. That that having to pay for alcohol scares the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah. You know, some people have that all-inclusive vacation, right? Where it's, mm-hmm. you know, that's all said and done with it. And you can buy drink packages right away. And listen, right now, if you're even been contemplating, they're so desperate to get people back on them, the drinks are included with most of them. Yeah, a lot of them have now included that, yeah. Never been on one. Never had real any interest. I I, I think it's just the uh, the fear of the unknown. I don't know how I would be. I think Maria would love it. Really? I really do. Yeah. Well, because in listening, well, then we can't go. In listening, I don't to want your vacation to planning. Fun. She's the one who wants to, you know, get out and do a little more. Right. Right. Like in and if you're just to sit by the pool, well, you've got that. Mm. But then every other day or so, you're you can go explore. Parts of another island. Yeah, I just, I, I concern myself about the idea of getting off the ship and then going to see the island and then you gotta keep an eye on the watch and what if we can't get back? Like, I just, when I'm on vacation, I don't wanna have to think about anything. Seniors can do it, Craig. Well, you could get around to it. Yeah, well, maybe I could as a senior and a retiree because then it would give me something to concentrate on. But when you work and you raise kids and you're busy all the time, when I go away, the last thing I want to do is think about (laughs) anything. I just want it all handed to me. I just want to turn around and have another rum punch in my hand. Right. Uh, There is another thing going on in retirement. It's called unretiring. 
And that is because there is so much work out there and not people to fill the roles oh. that a lot of people are like, well, I'm only 70. I still feel great. I'll go back to work for a few years. Right. And people are going back to work. Well, and the cost of everything nowadays, too, right? Maybe you're looking at your pension and going, this really isn't going to carry me. Well, and, and listen, there, there are some jobs that you retire from quite early, mm-hmm. right? Like firefighters, it's Cops. 60. Yeah, you know? 25 years in and you're out. And, and you're out of cops. Same thing. A lot of the emergency services and first responders, and uh, we lead, need them and God love them. But after they're done, that's mm. a long time to go. Mm-hmm. Not worth it. It sounds great, and I'm sure for many it is. But you got to find something to kind of pass the time. And if you can roll a little cash in here or there, why not? Yeah, I don't know that I could. Like my uh, buddy of mine, uh, it was a cop, 25 years in early, and he's out. And he's a couple of years younger than me, and he's been retired. He's already bought a boat, and he's, you know. Oh, yeah. And he's like oh, 54. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I know a ton of cops listen to us every morning. Yeah. They're probably sitting there, shut the hell up, Lucky. When I'm done, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah, and uh, listen, a tough gig. You know, I don't know that I'd want to be uh, doing some of the jobs they have to do into my late 50s and early 60s. Right. right? It's it's not something. It's a young man's game for sure. But, yeah, the idea of just being out and thinking, I, I you know, the way the way we live longer now, you could be uh, retired for a lot longer than you actually worked. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, and, and I think many of us look and say, oh, I'll find something to just pass the time, whether it's being a marshal on the golf course right. or, you know, go mow the lawn for driving range Dave or something. Like, like right. But then you just don't want to be tied to any kind of schedule. No, right? That, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, if retirement is an off-ramp on a highway, I, I don't even... <laughs> Your indicator doesn't work. <laughs> no. My, my off-ramp is blocked. We all watch way too much television. Since September 20th of last year to May 8th this year, we have watched 1.33 trillion minutes of Netflix. Wow. Wait, okay, what? How much? 1.33 trillion minutes. Oh, no wonder they're suffering after they raise their prices. <laughs> CBS is second, but way down. They're at 752.8 billion. And that's people watching like entire football games and stuff on yeah. CBS, right? Now, this is interesting out of all this different streaming services, although it doesn't take into account HBO Max. Maybe they haven't been around long enough. But Apple TV at the bottom of the list, like networks beat Apple TV. Wow. Which I thought everybody of a certain, you know, age range if they're watching any television, it's subscription television. Right. It's yeah. streaming services. Well, I think Apple just maybe have to up their game a little bit. I, I The only thing really I've watched on that is Ted Lasso. Yeah, it seems to be their biggest success. Right. 21.7 billion minutes watched there. But they get beat by Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, and Hulu. But yeah, Netflix is just killing it. Uh, this will be interesting, I think. Married with Children. It's having a comeback. Whoa. But animated. Okay. And all of the original cast have signed on. So they're all going to voice it. Yeah, and this is interesting. Is this how they get through the woke part of it, maybe? Maybe. Maybe it's going to be like a family guy kind of thing. Yeah, like like you can be less woke if you're a cartoon character. Perhaps. Now, it is interesting because uh, I think Christina Applegate has uh, been diagnosed with MS, I believe. Oh, my. She's had a hell of a go yeah. with her health. Breast cancer first. Yeah. And so, you know, this is something she could hopefully still do. Maybe, right. maybe she wants to be off camera. She had that great 
show on Netflix, Dead to Me, I think it was called, for a couple of seasons. And I, I doubt that's coming back. If I don't know how far along... She is, but... Fantastic actress for someone, you know, who on that show was just a, you know, bimbo role. Oh, yeah, cupcake. For so much of it, right? Yeah, no, for sure. So Ed O'Neill, Katie Segal, Christina Applegate, David uh, Fastino, of course. uh, Is it Fastino? Is that how you say his last name? I think so. I think so, yeah. Bud, he's he's returning. He's he's writing it. He's 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 the one that needs the check. He's doing the animation. (laughs) (laughs) Voicing and drawing. (laughs) Stick figures. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Please. Anything. Well, and when you think to what Katie Segal and and Ed O'Neill have gone on to, Mm -hmm. they're some of the most successful TV, you know, Comedy actors of all time, yeah. really. She's been, well, it was, uh, of course, that. And then she had, well, it just died quickly, that Rebel show she was on. But now she's on the Connors. Right. And she was in, of course, the uh, was the motorcycle show. Uh, I forget now off the top of my head. The gang, the gang uh, streaming one. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Sons of Anarchy, that's right? That's it, yeah. that's it. She was um, in Yeah, and then he went on, of course, Modern Family. Yeah. Had a great run on that, too. No, for sure. Now, they did try, uh, sometime back, they did try to do a show, a spinoff about Bud all on his own. It didn't go anywhere. So, right. <laughs> But uh, this looks like it's got legs. And you can now buy a replica of Elliot's bike from E.T. Uh, it's the red and white BMX bike. They're releasing it to celebrate the 40th anniversary. What, so what, go, get, what go. took you so long? Well, I, what I thought exactly. I thought maybe that bike should have been released because the people who remember that bike are too old to ride one now. <laughs> they got to put an e-bike version out. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even if the bike could fly, I don't know if I would. <laughs> Not cheap. It includes a bell, a stand, and a chain cover. It doesn't have the milk crate in the front. It's got an ET logo on it. It's going to be over a thousand bucks. Come on. Yeah, so you can get your red hoodie, maybe some Reese's Pieces, and <laughs> go to town. It is that time. Ted Reader. He joins us for Holinda's Meets. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Morning, Ted. How are you? I'm vertical and having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the time of year you want to be vertical. Yeah, weekends are busy for Teddy with uh, with all that's going on at the joint, right? Well, the joint and it's barbecue season, so it's uh, it's go 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 twenty four seven right now. This is like the Christmas rush for me. I bet the uh, rock and roll. It's barbecue time. It certainly is. It is that time of year, and we only have so many uh, months of the year that we really like to get into it. So when we do, we dive in deep. And I noticed on your Instagram account a couple of things going on with chicken, and we love to grill chicken. Lucky smoked some uh, wings last yeah. night. Yeah, they're that, great. Put, put them in the uh, the Traeger, the pellet smoker, and, and did them all up. A little barbecue sauce on them late. They were fantastic. But I noticed, right I noticed, Ted, you've got uh, a new sandwich at the joint. We'll talk about that. But you also show a photo of doing the spatchcock chicken, which is something that I've never attempted. I've seen them in the grocery store already prepared, but I've never yep. attempted it myself because it looks like I'm I'm intimidated about buying a I, whole chicken and doing it myself. I figured there's no way you haven't bought this just because it's called spatchcock. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my nickname in high school. Um, but, but, uh... Uh, is there is there an e- <laughs> is there an easy of method? It was. Yes. <laughs> is there an easy method to doing this spatchcock chicken? Can I go and buy a whole chicken and prep it and, and do that? And why do we do that compared to say just putting it on a rotisserie? 
Well, doing a rotisserie of a chicken is a great thing to do. Um, but, you know, you end up with the, the rod and the tines that you've got to end up cleaning afterwards, and it's a little bit more work. A spatchcock bird is a butterfly bird. <clears throat> and so you can you can go to your butcher and you can ask your butcher, hey, can you spatchcock it, which really means um, cutting down the backbone and splaying it out. Okay. All right? So you need a good pair of kitchen shears. And we actually just uh, shot last week, we shot a YouTube video on how to do a spatchcock. So oh, that's okay. coming up soon on my channel. Oh, good. Okay. Um, Ted Reader, Godfather of the Grill. And so you you can see that there. But the easiest, you get a pair of uh, kitchen shears. Uh, make sure your chicken is dry. So take all any moisture off of it so that it's not going to roll around and move on you when you're trying to cut this, okay? Mm -hmm. You flip it over onto its breast so the backside is facing you up. And you take a, pitch, a pair of kitchen shears and you cut down the backbone on one side of it. All right? Mm -hmm. And you're going to start up at the breast end or at the, the butt end, which is the big open end of the chicken. All right? And you're going to cut up there. When you come to the drum, what you want to do or the, the thigh part, you want to pull up on the leg so that you snap the knuckle there. Okay. So it comes out of the joint. And then you can cut right around the joint and come out at the head, up at the neck. Okay. And a lot of people will do that on the other side and remove that backbone. But there's still chicken and there's skin and there's lots of flavor there. So don't remove the backbone. Just leave it on. That way you don't have any waste. Okay, so we've got this big flattened chicken then uh, all splayed out. What do we do with the next cut? All right. For your first time, it's a nice easy thing is get a couple of long wooden or metal skewers and run them through in an X pattern. So you'll go from thigh through breast and breast through thigh in a big X. Mm -hmm. And that's going to give your bird a little bit of stability and make it easier for you to flip it over when it's on your grill. Okay. Okay. All right. Yep. And then you season it up. I'd put my bone dust seasoning rub, but you can put whatever you want on it. Jerk rub, if you want to do something spicy, Cajun. If you want to just do salt, pepper, and garlic and fresh herbs or lemon pepper. There's a million and a million different ways that you can rub her down. And then uh, that's almost sounded perverted. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, gotta then, rub, you gotta rub her down, Teddy. Rub down our spatchcocks. This is getting really blue. She needs a good rub. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a good rubbing is loving. Yeah. So you, you rub her all down on both sides, and then you put it bone side down or, or cut side down first onto your grill. And you don't want to do this on high. You want to do this on, like, medium. Okay. And just nice and easy so that you're not going to get flare-ups, and you're going to cook it on that one side for probably about, oh, 20 minutes. And then you're going to flip it over. And then nice and easy along for another 20 to 30 minutes until she's fully cooked. Ted, you want to make sure that the internal temperature on the breast is around that uh, 165 to 175 range. It'll still be nice and moist and juicy, but you want to make sure that you're cooking those thighs and the legs, the drums, all the way up to that 185 internal, because that way you're going to get rid of any of the pinkness on the bone. You're going to cook it right through to the bone, and it's going to be tender and fall off the bone. Ted, can I go back to a basic question here? You, you kind of mentioned it, and then and I, no. this happens to me <laughs> with uh, with chicken breasts, and chicken thighs, and basically almost anything I'm cooking. Is how do you know which side to put it down? But down first, and which and when to flip? 
Well, it, 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 internal temperature is one, but with with uh, with always start on the bone side is the easiest. Okay. Okay. Like for a spatchcock chicken, um, so that that'll help that because that way your presentation side, the skin side. You're going to cook, and with the lid closed on your grill or in your pellet smoker, for example, you're going to get a nice color on the top of that. Ah, uh, gotcha. And you'll crisp that up. And then you flip it over when it's two-thirds done. So using a pair of tongs, you lift that chicken up, and you look underneath it, and you say, okay, it's not burning. That's okay. Put it back down. If it starts to get a little bit too hot, turn down your heat. You don't have to cook everything on high. Right. Low and slow sometimes is the way to go. And that's why sometimes I guess we put skin side down first and, and it's too hot a grill. It'll get sticky and you'll start peeling away the skin and the good part, the presentation part, before you've even flipped it. That's it. Right. The, the, the key to making good, good grills and good barbecue is patience and just slow down. Just think of it this way. If you're a guy... <laughs> The longer it takes to cook, the more beer you get. <laughs> See, that's the golden that's rule. That's my philosophy. Yeah, that's the golden and, rule. And it works for everybody, <laughs> guys <laughs> and girls. But slow it down and enjoy the time and watch and learn. And so as you see things, you know, if you cook with the lid open, it takes a little bit longer sometimes. But you can watch and see exactly what's going on. And, okay, I'm at this temperature. At this time, I'm too high. Let's turn it down. I'm getting a flare-up. So it's really, you want to watch and learn about what's cooking, right? Don't leave your grill. Pay attention, and you'll make great, tasty food. Beautiful, Teddy. And before we move along, of course, we were at the joint again Friday night. Double the pleasure played once again. Just a great evening, great atmosphere, great vibe. Uh, and, and you've got now on the menu, speaking of chicken, a buffalo pulled chicken sandwich. And it looks amazing, but there's something on top of the bun in the photo. What is that? Is that a chicken wing on top of the bun? <clears throat> Yeah, that's a that's our uh, our applewood smoked chicken wing. Okay, and that was our feature last week. It was a buffalo pulled chicken sandwich, and it had a, a celery uh, cheesy celery salad on it, nice. and uh, uh, spicy uh, swingers hot sauce, and then a blue cheese dip to dunk, and it came with a spicy chicken wing. Yeah, and so, <laughs> but that was last week. So we got a new feature coming this week. Not okay. sure exactly what it's going to be yet. I'm working on that. All right, and unfortunately, just to say is my the joint barbecue instagram page got hacked oh oh no and so i'm starting it up again so if you can follow us it's ted readers the joint barbecue now perfect okay we will do that ted and we'll see you at the joint it really is the place to be on the weekend great way to kick off the weekend certainly on a friday night and you're there thursday through sunday correct Thursday through Sunday, uh, 11.30 until we run out of brisket. Okay, beautiful. And that happens because you were rocking on Saturday. We we do run out of brisket. We only cook so much per day, and when it's gone, it's gone, and that's what real barbecue is all about. We don't have it sitting around. We smoke it fresh every day, live-fire barbecue, wood-fired pizza at the joint up in Brooklyn. Come visit us. Beautiful, Teddy. People want to get a hold of you outside of Instagram. How can they do that? You're going to find me at Ted Grills. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.